1: iron overload.io hardcore episode number 69 coming your way they're talking about the 2024 revisited equipoise boldenone on Solonate. and it's basically um a lot of people refer to as eq um and you know equipoise One of my favorite steroids, I've used Equipoise quite a bit. I'm actually on Equipoise right now, by the way. Um, And uh, it's one of my favorites, especially based on the goals that I'm looking for now. Um, And, you know, we're going to kind of get into it on this podcast and revisit, give some updated information um, that's out there and give you the most up-to-date ways to use it to your advantage. So let's get right to it. So Equipoise, look, it's a, uh, it's used today. It's a veterinarian steroid. Um, It was developed by SEBA. They wanted to come up with a long acting injectable dynable. And, um, you know, it's used, been used in horse and cattle industry for the most part. Now, originally, one of the um, things that a lot of people don't know about was it was formerly used in clinical medicine in humans. But was yeah. discontinued, so it's actually been around much longer than people think. Um, and originally, for medical usage, it was it came out in the 1960s. And oddly and enough, William Llewellyn he came up he he actually brought brought this when he came up with his uh, one of his books, which is interesting. Um, in one of his books, where he talks about all these steroids, he actually talks about how. Equipoise was originally used in humans, but a lot of people don't know that. They think yeah, it's just the vet steroid
0: and it's not. Yeah, Steve, if I just for a second, I mean, literally, the articles refer, as you quite correctly say, to the lab SIBA wanting a long acting injectable Dianabol. How is that a horse steroid? You see what I mean? And yet, the how many times have we heard on other podcasts that is a veterinary steroid developed for use in the in the horse and cattle industry. See what I mean? It makes no sense. So, literally, the company that created it wanted a long-acting form of Dynabolt, and yet people say you'll, you'll get podcast listeners where they will repeat again and again and again. And we've done this with other steroids: oh, it's for cattle, it's for horses, it's for this, it's for that. But well, they're wrong. And literally, the information they're giving you tells you that they're wrong. We're giving you the correct factual information. So, that's how this, these podcasts should work. But well, we've we talked about these, Steve, being timeless. We want these kind of podcasts to be like an encyclopedia, so you can go back and reference this information. The fact that they state it's a veterinary steroid and was developed for horses, and then you go, hang on, no. Literally, you've just said it was developed as a long-acting form of D-Bowl. Doesn't make it a veterinary steroid at all. And in fact, this happens quite a lot, Steve, as you well know. So, yeah, listeners, you're getting the proper information and sieving out the bullshit from the factual stuff. Let's carry on, Steve.
1: Yeah, another thing that you hear a lot from people, and again, you know, I was talking about it this morning on the forums. Um, someone actually chimed in with a thread complaining. They're like, Why can't I use, you know, trend and deca? Why do people say it's a disaster? But it's okay to use trend, deca, and test. They don't say anything when you do that. And I was like, Look, at the end of the day, a lot of people parrot the same stuff over and over. And one of the other things that you hear about equipoise that's parroted, mm. And it's like 80, 90% of people out there. And it's because they've never used this, the the steroid. They've never used it. They don't understand it. Okay? Is that they'll say, you know what? The way equipoise was produced on paper, it's almost the same hormone as Dianabol. But there's a difference. that Because Dianabol is for oral use and it's 17-alpha alkylate, It has an effective eight-hour half-life. And equipoise doesn't have a seventeen alpha alkylated group, and has a long yeah. U ester attached. <laughs> so Weeks. it's oil soluble to the point where it's in raw form being suspended in oil, and um, that's that's basically it. so the the change. If we're gonna say that equipoise is dianable but injectable dianable, we have to remember the ester chain that is yes. added here and the way it. It goes into the body. I would not be on Equipoise right now if it was actually injectable, dinable. Injectable, dinable is actually sold by sources. And then yeah. you have Oral dinable, which is sold by sources. If you want that, then use that. But Equipoise is most definitely not injectable. But you'll see people say that, oh, Equipoise, it, it's inject- it's like Dynable. It's just an injectable yeah. form of Dynable. Just because structurally that's what it's supposed to be doesn't mean in reality it is because of the estrogen difference, the difference in estrogen, but there's also other things about it, like the pumps and other side effects that you won't yes. get on equipoise that you would on Dianabol. just the way the body reacts to it. It's really
0: Absolutely, fascinating. Absolutely. Steve. I mean, look, I, I had a buddy back in the day who who was really obsessive in terms of certain elements of behavior. And one of the things he was very good at, uh, too much science for me at the time, Steve. Would be talking about carbon esters and carbon molecules, and if you move this to this position and so on and so forth, right? And again, I've said on other shows that I've actually got a book here that would be a reference for I think 20 or 21 steroids. If you was a uh, chemist and you knew how to get the raw testosterone and then how you would modify it to create this steroid or that steroid, look. The reality the situation I'll use a different analogy just for a second this is because I'm not going to pretend that I'm a chemist and I understand where this position on the molecule how it affects us so on and so forth but we are I mean the great, the great example Steve is referencing animals and saying how close they are genetically speaking to humans and you can say there's certain things about monkeys being 98 percent like humans that two percent that makes a difference we're like 96 percent like a snail or something it's just ridiculous. When it comes to chemis- chemistry, when it comes to moving these things around, the difference is ridiculous. Steve's quite correct. I've actually got injectable DynaBole here. Don't use it, but I've got it in my little stash. Okay. So if it was the same, why would I want to use EQ? Well, I just use injectable. And the half life is a great example here, Steve, from four hours or five hours in the case of DynaBole, arguably up to eight hours, to something that's two weeks. The changes. Is ridiculous, and it's not just the Half-Life listeners, as we're going to get into other effects. The actual side effects are different from Dinobol. You have to remember, again, and I've stated this on multiple podcasts, with one or two exceptions, nearly all steroids, and there are a lot more than the 20-odd that we're familiar with. Nearly all steroids were created to treat medical conditions, specific medical conditions like anemia, for example, undersized children, uh, and so on and so forth uh muscle wasting caused by cats muscle wasting caused by laying in bed because you've had a third degree burn all of these kind of situations versus what we call performance enhancement and and we've talked about the different esters in for example products like sastadon saying you wanted something like that acted quick and then medium and then slow and that's because you wanted the patient to get that well and maintain a muscle tissue while they're recovering from an illness in bed and so on and so forth it was not created with one or two exceptions for performance enhancement. And therefore, the way that they are structured is to treat a medical condition, to treat a certain situation that a patient is trying to survive, versus you trying to get stronger or more muscular in the gym. If it is as close as people think it is, then we would just use D-Bowl. We would just use the injectable form. It's close, but close is no cigar in this situation. It's like saying, Steve, I've got uh, a Ford Fiesta, just a familiar car in the United Kingdom, Flat out, downhill with the wind behind it, does 115 miles an hour. So does a Ferrari's got the same number of wheels. But it goes a lot fucking faster. The differences don't have to be huge, but they are significant in this example. And, and as an understanding of the chemistry, sometimes what happens, and Steve says quite correctly, people parrot things. We like, and especially men, and we're guilty as well, of course, is this we like to, to sound like we know what we're talking about. But in reality, the situation is is different and it differs enough that, again, and I've used this analogy as well, Steve, if you and I have different aims, if we have different body types, if our body fat is different, if our literal condition going into a cycle is different, the length of time that we're on a cycle, how hard we train, how good our nutrition is on cycle will result in a difference. And that's just individual response. So it's generalization for the most part. But it's also people misinterpreting certain amounts of information. We try to, as best we possibly can, when we do this podcast, give you a straightforward, simple, but correct uh, information when it comes to the way that we use steroids and, and so on and so forth. Back to you thing.
1: So let's, let's talk about side effects. Now, equipoise, it's a testosterone derivative. But here's the thing. You know, the way it's structured – is very fascinating, and that when you actually use it, it's not the way you would think. You would think with okay, I'm injecting diable, whatever. You know, we just we just did the rant on how it's not injectable diable. But you would think, well, if I take equipoise, I'm going to be retaining a lot of water. I'm going to have a lot of water retention. I'm going to open myself for for gyno, for insomnia, high blood pressure, all that stuff. That just doesn't happen with equipoise. Oh, so it's yeah. almost like it's almost like the S es- the aromatization from equipoise is slowed down enough where it's not a factor. Exactly. Examples. I'm on equipoise right now. I don't need an AI on equipoise. I don't I'm not having water retention on equipoise. I don't need the AI on equipoise. Um, you know, and the thing is with it, it's I would say it's more of like a stripped-down version of testosterone that's less androgenic, less anabolic, but it's giving you a lot of the benefits of hormones, of, of that testosterone effect in the body, of increased red blood cell count, increased endurance, and all that stuff without the negatives that come with it. Now, if you take Dianable, whether it be an injectable Dianable or oral Dianable, you're going to get those benefits, those endurance benefits, but you're going to get a shit ton of negative side effects. You're going to get nasty pumps. You're going to get tons of water retention where it's going to feel like when you go running, you're carrying jugs of water. So it's mm. going to crush your your endurance. And I, like, poison- I like
0: those side effects, Steve, but again, it depends what you're using the steroid for. And of course, EQ in this example wouldn't, wouldn't be a good steroid for me for strength. It would have some benefit. But as Steve quite correctly says, if I want strength, I'm, I'm gonna of the two, I prefer D bowl. I want that bloating because it enhances my leverage around my joints. But if I was a more of a, a cardio focused athlete like Steve is and lean as Steve is, then then bowl is not gonna suit what yeah. Steve wants. So if you're again, gonna go climb
1: be- if you're gonna go climb a mountain or yeah. go rock climbing, you don't want to be carrying jugs of water with you. right? No, no. So equipoise would be perfect for you. But if you're going to take Dianabol or take testosterone with no AI or d with no AI and you're going to have a lot of water retention, can you imagine having to climb a mountain? So that's why Equipoise is used by a lot of long-distance endurance athletes and things like Dianabol are not and testosterone is not. So I always tell people who are looking, we're going to get into stacking a little bit, but I always tell people when it comes to endurance, Equipoise does a lot of good things. But the key is it doesn't do the bad things that crush your endurance like other steroids will. Um, so yeah, go ahead, and monster, and we'll, uh, we'll move on.
0: I will say in terms of the steroids, and i reference the article that we're going to include when we do this show and put it alive for you guys. Uh, oily skin, Steve, I would say is probably the worst one. Um, certain steroids can do that, and not every individual. For example, I've never used EQ, but I have used multiple steroids over the years that I've been using steroids and have never really suffered from oily skin or acne or whatever else, however, if you're prone to it, then for me, EQ would be one of those ones where you might have issues. I think there's also an element, and I'll touch on it briefly, um, that sometimes people mistake when they take steroids. Typically, when you take steroids, your performance, hence PEDs, tends to go up. Therefore, you would tend to train harder, train longer, run more, and so on and so forth, dependent upon the drug, the steroid, the performance enhancement that you're looking for. So what happens, and we see this sometimes, Steve. Oh, I'm getting very tired on X steroid. You go, okay, but you're also training a lot harder. It's great for your strength, but it's not necessarily great for your endurance. You're going to be tired, but you're stronger. You're more muscular. You're leaner. You're going to feel cold and so on. So if you are uh, disposed badly to acne, and you had it when you hit puberty, then EQ might exacerbate that again, and you're going to have issues with it. So, for example. And it's just a silly little thing that we have to sometimes tell the younger listeners, uh, don't reuse your training gear, wash it for fuck's sake. Uh, clean out your bag. Uh, don't be afraid to take a towel to the gym and put that on the benches. Use the antibacterial sprays that a lot of gyms have now, your hands, and for wiping stuff down. Kick me of those, still in imagine that I use, Steve. And again, um, you might want, for example, on the EQ, just go out and get some manic bacterial soap and just keep an eye on your skin and your skin condition when you're using EQ. So that's that's probably the worst side effect. And I think there's another one here, Steve, and I, re- I referenced the article and said anecdotal in nature for some users, again, is a boost in appetite. And again, as I said, that might also be connected to the simple fact that using EQ means you're training harder, you're using more energy and so not only have you have got the actual uh, chemical structure of EQ, perhaps encouraging your your uh, appetite, you've also got the simple fact that you should be training harder and maybe want more food intake at the same time. With that said, Steve, what would you say would be the best use? I would, I'm going to say condition, size and strength. So I won't necessarily call it a cutting steroid as such because it's great as part of a stack very rarely if at all run on its own. But uh, I can see this in conditioning and cutting stacks versus perhaps more strength focus more size focus stacks it doesn't mean to say it hasn't got a place but i can see it more predisposed towards cutting and condition oversize what do you think on that before we move on
1: so the the main like you see pro bodybuilders they'll run a ton of equipoise we've seen the autopsies i mean some of them are running two grams three grams of equipoise oh yeah um, yeah, yeah and um i think the reason for that um you know, I've never ran more, more than 600 milligrams a week, and I don't have any reason to run more than 600 milligrams. But I think the reason they jack up the dose is because you're getting the benefits of testosterone without the crazy side effects of if you were to run testosterone at two or three grams, plus the water retention aspect, which, which I would include in that. I don't know why people don't. I mean, because if you're a pro bodybuilder, you don't want to look all bloated on stage so it makes sense that you'd run Equipoise instead. So you can get the benefits of the testosterone without being bloated. So for me, it makes sense. And at that kind of dosage, you'll absolutely gain strength and muscle on Equipoise for sure. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where I think, I think it's, you know, I think it's very misunderstood um, because it has such a long ester that it takes a while to start peaking in your system. And, yeah. um, I mean, I'm definitely bigger. I'm definitely bigger. Like I look in the mirror, I'm definitely bigger. I'm more vascular. My muscles are more, are more full on equipoid, even though I'm not even training for strength or anything, I'm still getting stronger and I'm still definitely getting more, um, you know, more muscle mass on my frame. Yeah. When I'm on I, this-
0: I think Steve looking at this and something you and I actually referenced in a previous show, I'm going to go with, it can play a part and again the article that we're referencing says it can play a part for powerlifters but i'll tell you what i think i suspect we're looking here at what i call a weight class thing. so it's not a mass builder as such not a pure mass builder certainly retention of muscle anti-catabolic etc cetera, etc cetera. but there are better choices for example if you was at a sheer size sheer bulk uh is an obvious example whereas i can fi- i can see in in the strength side of things would it play a part in the super heavies? Less, I think, perhaps, maybe than than the what I call the body weight classes in strongman, for example, ninety kilo, two hundred pounds, one hundred and five kilo, two hundred and thirty-one pounds, and so on and so forth. Because you have a a boost of strength and and muscle tissue, as Steve said. But is it a pure strength drug or pure size drug? Not, in my opinion. And again, I would also argue quite correctly, I think, in this example. I can't, but Steve says he's running EQ, but I bet he's running EQ with something else. He's not running EQ on its own. And I think that would be the case. What else is the person running? And we will get into stacks. So you look at what else is being used and the focus of the stack overall versus a drug in isolation. So, for example, Steve, just here, are you using EQ on its own or are you using it with something else at the same time?
1: So the key thing is understanding the half-life now listed. I've seen, I've, I've, you know, I've done, done some checks on this to see if there's been any updates and I'm getting 14 days on a half-life with the U Esther that Equipoise has, that Boldenone has. Now I think it's a little longer than that. Um, I think it's probably more like 15, 16, 17 days, but look, at the end of the day, it's a long Esther. It's two weeks at minimum. And, you know, it's one of those things where like I've been on it probably about four weeks now, and I'm just now really hitting my stride in it where I can really feel like the first couple of weeks, I didn't really feel very much. And in the third week, I could really feel the things start kicking in. I was getting some, you know, increase in appetite. I was getting the big, fuller muscles, I was getting more strength. The little things that started happening, the endurance was was easing its way up. It's not gonna hit you like a ton of breaks like Trend will. But it's like a slow process, so a lot of people, they, you know, they get really impatient with using Equipoise for that reason. So if you're an impatient person and you want like to transform your body in four weeks, Equipoise is not going to be the one for you. Go use d bowl. Go use Anadrol. Go use Trend. Go use yeah. another steroid like that. Equipoise is not going to. Um, it, it's just not going to do that, and um, so. You know, with equipoise, you want to give it, you know, let's say the 14-day half-life is is accurate, you know, and I think it's a couple days longer than that. I've seen numbers that are 16-7-day half-life, but whatever. It really, at the end of the day, doesn't mean shit, all right? The point is, this stuff is going to be taking a while to reach peak in your system. Uh, four weeks is not even long enough to reach peak. I always say multiply the half-life by five. So if you take two weeks, multiply that's ten weeks. so 10 weeks i to take ten weeks for this stuff to reach peak in my system as long as I'm mm-hmm. injecting in on a, on a proper schedule. That's a long fucking time. Yeah. and then on reverse to be out of my system, it's gonna take a long time as well. I would say five, multiply that by five. That's a lot, man, you know, and I'll take 14 and and multiply by five that's 70 days, man. that's a long time. You know, so that that's yeah, that's 10 weeks divided by seven is 10. That's 10 fucking weeks. You know, it'd be out of your system. So it's one of those things where if you're on it for 12 weeks and you come off, it's still going to be in your system for another 10 weeks. That's 22 weeks on. You see, that's a problem. And I would say that goes back to the, the side effects we talked about earlier. The side effects of being shut down and suppressed is The fact that it's in your system a long time, it's shutting you down for a long time, and your body will not start recovering and rebounding until it's out of your system. So that is an issue. So if you're a person who wants to, you know, you like to run longer cycles, you like to stay on, and you like to recover properly in between cycles, EQ could be a problem. So for me, EQ is not something I run more than once a year. You're not going to be able to run EQ twice a year and be able to recover probably, because it's going to take me a long-ass time to recover from running EQ. So that is a risk that you take when you use EQ. So that's something to, to keep in mind. Uh, let's talk about those things, Mobster, unless you want to chime in really quick.
0: Yeah, the only thing I was going to say in that particular regard, Steve, and again, the article references this, is is a easy to test for steroid. And if you're looking at the numbers that Steve's just talking about, it, it, it's, you're talking about a year plus more. I think we're looking at two years, here, Steve, in terms of metabolites being in your system and showing up. So literally, you do a cycle. Let's let's say that we're, talk, we're doing this podcast in February of 2024. It's still going to show up in a test, and it's dead easy to test for Steve in 2026. That's up. So if you are a tested athlete, and the article references is saying. It would not be something that you'd want to use if you are going to be tested what we occasionally see on the forums is we get people that have just become and it completely depends on the division and the federation that they're in but they've just become or are about to become a professional cage fighter some description and they're looking for an edge to take their game up a notch and i've i've been the one that says hang on guys please understand the following that there are certain stories and the majority that are much easier to test for all the before I've talked about A and B samples and how athletes in cage fighting, specifically UFC, MMA, et cetera, if they cause any problems whatsoever. Lo and behold, their, their samples have been retested, and we're looking at two years after the sample was taken, gone back to the lab, and the metabolites for X, Y, and Z storage, including EQ, are still there. So you, if you are tested, if your sport is tested, if you're about to go from where you're not tested to pro, well, if you change federations from an untested Fed to a tested Fed, might not be for you unless you really, really know what you're doing in terms of masking agents, time on, time off, etc. Like Steve said, the time scale involved just to run two cycles a year is almost impossible. 22, year, 22 weeks, 22 weeks, you're literally going to have eight, nine, ten 10 weeks Then you're off, and then the rest of the time you'll be on. So, yeah, if, you're that, if that's an issue, use something else. And, of course, these podcasts are all about informing you for all of the options that are available to you. Back to you, Steve.
1: All right, so let's get into the dosing and what to stack with it. So first off, um, I would say um, if you're running a cycle of it, 300 to 600 milligrams is going to be the sweet spot somewhere in there. I think I'm running I'm running like three to 400 milligrams, and I'm pinning it every two weeks. So um, I'm a big believer in esters and half lives. And that goofy stuff that people don't really believe in, especially the older guys like you, mobster. You guys don't seem to believe in esters, but I do. So you, you need to get. Yeah. I, I do, and like those guys will say, "Oh, you got to pin every other day." I'm like, "No, uh, <laughs> no, no, you don't. It's got a 14 day half life Why the fuck would I pin it every day?
0: Because so doesn't make any sense."
1: Yeah, so really, a, a lot of you will pin it a couple times a week or once a week because you're getting you know, getting a lot of volume of it. I get it. So you like to split up your injections. That's fine. That's yes. perfectly fine. Yes. Yes. For me, yes. you know, yes. as someone who's just using a low amount, 300 milligrams, I, I don't need to pin it more than every two weeks. That's fine. Uh, what I'll do is I'll pin I'll pin 600 milligrams every two weeks. And that gives me 300 milligrams a week. Perfect. That's what I need. That's That's all I need. I'm good to go. Now, stacking it. If you're looking for more muscle and strength gains, stack a little bit of an androgen with it. And that will give you some really good strength and muscle gains, a really good synergy. So, something more energetic testosterone. Now, testosterone, yeah. you could stack a low amount, you can stack 100, 150, 200, or you can stack 300. It just depends on what you're looking for. Keep in mind, if you stack a lot of testosterone with it, you're going to need an AI. You're going to need an AI because that you need to start controlling the estrogen. So, a lot of people who want run AQ, they're like, oh, I've got water retention. You're wrong, Steve. I got water retention on Equipoise. I got bitch tits on Equipoise. And I'm like, well, would you run with it? Oh, I ran a bunch of d yeah. and I run a, run a bunch of tests. Well, that's why you got those water retention exactly. issues. Just like DECA, same thing. People will run DECA and get those side effects. And then they'll run wonder what happened. Well, it's because you ran a shit ton of d and testosterone with it. And you gave yourself a lot of water retention. So that's on you. Don't blame the DECA and don't blame the Equipoise. These don't aromatize very fast and they don't aromatize as much as those other steroids so you know um, ai won't be an issue if you keep your testosterone dose low and ai won't be needed in most situations but again everyone's different you get blood work and see another one you could stack in there is trend and i've done this before and it's a nice yin and yang effect because trend will crush your endurance and equipoise will improve your endurance So it gives you a little bit of a a ability to do some cardio. You're not going to be able to do the same amount of cardio on equipoise. You're not going to be able to climb a mountain doing equipoise and trend. That's very, you know, not a good idea, but you will be able to do more cardio. Maybe, you know, some elliptical work or go on the treadmill or go a couple laps around the track after your workout, even on a little bit of trend, you get away with that. Um, And and then look, at the end of the day, if you're going to do trend with it, 200 milligrams, and then like 500 milligrams of Equipoise would be a really good stack to give you a nice effect. And you should be you should be breaking personal records on that stack, personal records on strength and size on that stack, no doubt. Um, it's a it's a fantastic stack. And at the end of the day, you can run Equipoise by itself. You could stack in some HCH with it. A lot of endurance athletes, a lot of long distance bicyclists, a lot of long distance runners. They like the equipoise and the ACH stack, but you don't want to run yes. too much ACH. You just want to run just enough, maybe two IUs a day of the ACH or two IUs five days on, two days off, something like that. And then you can run the equipoise alongside it. you need to be a little clever with the equipoise, 200, 300, 400 milligrams. I wouldn't go more than that if you're if you're doing long distance running with with the equipoise so i think those are those are good ways to stack the monster so you have any uh, tricks in, in uh, up your sleeve now dht yes, I'm just, I'm, yeah you could do I'm a dht just, with it as well by the way you could do a dht but a lot of you who run equipoise in the first place your goals aren't necessarily to get those dht but if you like to go do high volume and get lots of nice you know vascularity, you could run something like Maseron or Proviron or Anivar or t with with Equipoise as well. In, in fact, I would say for endurance, Equipoise and t will be a really good one. Um, I would do like two, three hundred of the Equipoise to start and you could do like 20, 30 milligrams of t a day. And that would be a good endurance stack actually along. It, you can actually do that with the HGH and that would be a good endurance stack. So finish up, Mobster, with your final thoughts. Take us to the
0: disclaimer. Yeah, it's a very quick tip, and then I'm going to go into the, uh, uh, the the usual end of podcast conversation. So very quickly, guys, and it occurred to me as Steve was talking just now. So the tip of the day, right? And this is more for the new users and those changing uh, focus and training and so on and so forth. So you decide to do more endurance. You're going to put EQ into your stack. Here's what I want you to do. Don't wait for any particular drug, but specifically EQ in this example, to do the work. Start the work today. So, for example, let's run you on an eight- to ten-week EQ stack with other drugs, and it's all about increasing your endurance. I want you to start working on your endurance right now for a minimum of six weeks. Same thing would apply to a strength cycle, whatever. Minimum of six weeks, but ideally at least as long as a stack, and I consider that a run-up so that you don't wait for the drug to increase your endurance, you don't wait for the drug to increase your cardio, and you don't start doing the conditioning work, in this example, until the day of your first pin. In other words, you will get more out of the stack, and you will be better prepared and better conditioned before you start, and then EQ comes in and takes you to a newer, higher level. Same with a strength stack, getting getting lean, whatever. So there's your tip of the day. Don't wait until the drug's part of the stack, and now I'm going to get into shape, now I'm going to get ready, now I'm going to increase my fitness. Start that process at least the same length of time, ideally, as the stack is going to be as well. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions. Ours is our viewing base and based on our expense on views on the topic. Our podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech, and the First Amendment applies.